Okay, so today's daf is daf bet, and in last in yesterday's shear, we ended by discussing the case: what happens if we have some trees on one step, and and part of the beitzer you're allowed to plow is on a pl- step above or below the where the tree is, and the question was: can you plow above and below? And we seem to it seems to suggest what we were saying is that that even if it was below, it says, Vahatani, if you recall, we said, Hatani, ilan milamala, vahabor milamata, ilan milamatan, ubor milamala. So we said that we tried to bring a, a proof from the world of, uh, this is actually Bava Batra, I said Bava Matthias, Bava Batra, um, the, the case where one is not allowed to plant a tree next to his friend's field that has a hole, a bore in it, a pit in it, out of concern that the what's going to happen, the roots are going to go and compromise the pit, pit itself. And we said that that's even the case if the if the tree is on the lower step and the bore is on the top step. And the Gemara says, it says, and it says, it makes sense if the bore was below and the tree was above, because the concern is the roots are going to come down as roots do, they go into the ground and it's going to penetrate and make hole and ruin the bore of the fr- in the friend's field. However, ilan milamatan vabor milamala, but with the trees below and the boards above, but derech hasharashim la'alot milamala. Now I said this as a statement yesterday, but the Gemara is saying here now, now this now, bitmir. Really roots start going upwards. And so it seems to be that since we're concerned the case of mekach or memkar for roots, if you like, not that it goes upwards, but we say lo plug, it seems to be that, 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 that correct, the way the uh, Penny Moshe says, they don't differentiate between the, between the two. So to here, maybe when it comes to plowing um, in this uh, before Shvis, if you're allowed to plant, plow the whole pizza, or also you'd be able to plant plow even the surface of the step above where the tree is, if it's within the pizza, if you, if you like. However, Amrav Khanini says you cannot bring a proof of, proof of this. Why? He says it's not that the roots are going to go upwards and start going into the hole, but rather that the roots, when they go under the pit itself, are going to compromise the soil below it. It's going to break up the soil. And that itself is vehen malakin shelbor, and that itself is destructive to the bore because in the base, the floor or the structure the, the, at the base of this pit is going to be compromised, and that is why even if the bore is on a higher plane, that we say, say that you cannot plant the tree in the lower plane, not because the roots are going to go upwards, nothing to do with that. We cannot bring a proof from, to our Mishnah, but rather because, as we said, it's going to compromise the base of the bore. Now, ata uvda kamei rabiasa barbun and amar he said yechidihi. So this is that question that came before Rabbi Yasser Barbun, and he says that that is the opinion that if it's the tree at the bottom, you can see even plow at the top. We say that's a dat yachid. But as he says, he taught and therefore again, Rabban would would disagree with that case. And if the tree is below on the bottom step, you wouldn't be able to plow above the step because it has no benefit, if you like, to the tree on the blower step. Okay, next halacha. So if you recall yesterday, we discussed that if you've got three trees in a Beitzah, you could plow that entire Beitzah, not just around the trees themselves, but the entire Beitzah all the way up until Shavuot, right? Not until Rosh Hashanah, Shavuot. Uh, and we, and, but the measure we gave is, can, can it make this kikar, can it make this, um, this, this cake of figs or this weight of, of, of figs, um, Yes, it was figs. Uh, a cake of figs, 
uh, if it produced that, that certain volume, then you'd be able to plow if not, not. But what about other trees? So we said, even if it's not a fruit-bearing tree, or it's a tree that prepares other fruit, you view that, that tree as if it's a fig tree. So if you can make this cake of pressed figs of of this weight of 60 mane of the Italian mane, then if it's less than that, then again, you can only plant around it, which we said was the Orava Silo, which was the, the farmer and along with his baskets with two amod around it. Okay, fine. So now just just to be careful here um i'm going to share this screen today a few different tables that i want to show you um let's have a look there's two different ways to understanding exactly what this means what it means and we're going to see both opinions the rush and the rambam one is that every single one of these three trees have to produce that amount or according to the rambam it's actually all of them together this is the first, we're going along the first line along the table, that next lines will become clear as we go through the Gemara. But I've just sort of kept the flow, the Mahalach, between both Rush and the Rambam. So the question is, do I have to plant, is it that each tree has to have produced that real, that yield of Kikar Devela, or is it all of them together? The first is the Rush, the second is the Rambam. So now when it says, here what this means is, according to the Rush, what it means is, who, again, the Rush requires every single one of the trees to produce, He's saying that simply one of them doesn't produce, and the other two do. Okay? Then, then you would only be able to plow around each individual tree. Until, unless you have three, or even from three to nine, they each have to, according to the Rush, produce what? Each have to produce the exact amount of a kikar, um, this, uh, this kikar dvela. However, according to the Rambam that says, it really all three together have to produce a kikar. What does it mean? It means that two, two can combine to make the kikar, but another one doesn't have any contribution at all. Now you might think that since all that matters is three trees can produce a kikar, and now three trees that produce a kikar. But according to the Rambam, unless they all contribute, as you'll see later on, they all have to contribute to this total of the, of the kikar, um, the, the, that's when we say three, but if only two contribute to make a kikar, despite the fact the minimum shear, if you like, is made up, since one isn't contributed at all, it's, it's used as if there are two trees and not one. Okay, that's, again, I've just sort of shared both the Rush and the Rambam sort of Derek in this, in this, in this, uh, in this Gemara. Now, Hayu Ma'asara or Ma'asara Lamala, if there's 10 or 10 or more, then Beinosim, Beinanosim, doesn't really matter how much they produce anymore. You can Koresh, you can plow this called Beit Seah Bishvil, and you're able to plow the whole Beit Seah for them, again, up until Shavuot. Shenemar, as it says. Now, this Shenemar, it's, uh, it really goes back to what we talked about to Sefer Shvi before. It says, Bacharish Ubakatir Tishpot. What does it mean, Bacharish Ubakatir Tishpot? Ain't Zrichlamar Bacharish Ubakatir Shavuot. Can't be talking about Shmiti here. Ella, it must be talking about, again, as we discussed previously, because other Psukim discuss that. Ella, it must be Katsir Shashvit, Shuyotse, Lemotse Shvit. It must be talking about the concept of Tosefet Shvit. So I skipped the line. Ella, Harish, Shel Arab Shvit, Shinasla Shvit, Vekatsir Shashvit, Shuyotse, Lemotse Shvit. And we saw that, that derivation in yesterday's year. However, Rabbi Shmal says he understands the puzzle differently. And that was important for yesterday as well. That's not the Oraisa. Rather, Ma Harish Reshut, Af Ketsir Reshut. Just as Harish is a Reshut, now this is referring to the Omer, 
meaning there's no mitzvah to do plowing l'shem ha'omer. So too, af ketzir reshut, the only ketzir is, uh, that is asur, is that is that of a reshut. Yatza ketzir omer, where the ketzira of the omer has to be lishma. Now you're familiar with this, and the way this is the way the um, Marafulda explains it as well. Like in the Gemara, it says that this is teaching us about Shabbat. That on Shabbat, what ketzir is asur, ketzir reshut, but the ketzir omer is overrides Shabbos, as a malachas of Shabbos. But as, and that's how you're probably familiar with this. Now, I explained it a bit differently yesterday, and that is because, well, it's really, I, to be honest, actually by mistake. But the Yerushalmi actually explains we're talking about Shemitah, meaning normally you're not allowed to harvest in the normal fashion during Shemitah. You can only take it as like from Hefker. However, when it comes to the Omer, you're allowed to do your Katsiri in the normal fashion, meaning the prohibition of uh, doing Katsira, if you like, in this Shino, in this, in this, it's temporary way doesn't apply, um, as we'll see later on. So it's it's different to way you're familiar with this. That it's talking actually actually talking about kedersha lokach minahevker. They normally have to do when it comes to Omer on shmita. You don't have to. You can take it in the normal harvesting way. Uh, that will be clear as we get to the end of the uh, next by the end of the next section of this gemara by the end of the amud. Now Now the question of the gemara asks: Lama amrutenim? Why the chachamim pick figs? Figs is a shear, figs is their measure as in terms of a production of a tree. If any event, every tree is saying, if, if this was a fig tree, would it produce that a significant amount? So we say, because their fruit is large in size and also they produce a lot. And therefore it's very easy to mashair, easy to estimate with that. So we say, what about hare etrog, perotem gasim, etrogim have got big fruit as well. No, we say, but they actually don't produce a lot. The Hare Zetim, what about olives? Uh, that also Harbeh, they produce a lot. However, no, but they're actually very small. So that's why it was easier to give a shear based on fig. Now, as well. You see, many trees they'll produce fruit good one year and not the next year. But when it comes to Tena Avda Koshana, it produces every year consistently. And that's why the Chachamim use the Tainim as a shear. Okay, let's continue. Haya achad oseh. So Rav Bevai b'shem Rav Chanina says this was v'valvanshli v'chot mecheshbon meshulashim. So what this means again, we have to understand what this means. Now, if you recall, according to the Rash, each and every tree has to produce a whole kikar. What does it mean? It provides doesn't go less than a third. So the way the Rash understands the Gemara here, it means if you've got more than ten. Now, when we've got more than ten, we said you don't need a shear anymore. And what Rav Beva um, or Bivi, Bivi, whichever you want to explain it, Rav Beva says, is that um, it's still, if it's above 10, they have to produce something. Each have to, can't produce less than a shlish. Where Rav Zirabah Chanina says, where according to Rav Chanina, Zirabah Chanina, sorry, he says that, it, that each has to produce at least a ninth of a kikar. Where again, according to the Rambam, it's simple. According to the Rambam, what it's saying is, when it comes to three, each of them have to contribute a third to make this minimum size kikar. Because again, according to the Rambam, altogether they have to produce a kikar, not every single one. So again, those are the two ways of explaining it. Now, next case. Hayu arba, v'abakar kelav. Now we talked about the fact that the, the bakar has to be able to overbe kelav between these trees. Meaning it has to be that there's four amot in between. Otherwise, if they're too close together, then it's considered as if you're going to have to pull them out of the ground anyway. So now we say as follows, you've got four that are spaced out nicely, and you've got two, and what and, and, um, and they're too close together. 
מכיוון שאין הבקר עובר בכליו, את רואה כאילו חמישה. Then because one of them is going to have to be removed, then what happens, we view it as if there's only five there and not if there's six. Don't get confused. I know these pictures remind you of Kilaim and Vinyad, but we're still talking about fruit trees here. Um, uh, fine. Now, however, uh, so it says, So therefore, according to the Rambam, how much, how much do each of them have to produce? They each have to contribute equally to this kikar. They have to each produce a chamishit, a fifth. That's why it's important to know how many we have here is it five or six. Because if we could count all six, then each only have to produce a sixth of a kikar. But now we're saying that we view it as if there's five, going according to Rambam, they each have to produce now a chamishit. They each have to produce a fifth of a kikar in order to now pl plow the entire beitzah. That's why it's important. Um, Okay, let's continue. However, Hayu, that, that makes it's, it's, I'll explain to the Rambam so we don't get confused. Now, Hayu Chamisha, what if there were five and they're all close together too much? Then we have this Taflukta de Rabbi Shimon Rabbanin. So you might remember this, this Machlokah in, um, in, uh, in Mesech de Kilaim by Kilei Kerem. We said if they're too close together, do we view the ones that are too close together as if they're removed, some of them? And if you're left off with five, Shtaim Kerek Shtaim, the Chayot Zazanab, you have a Kerem, or not? Now, if you remember, if you've got a kerem that's too close together, less than four amot apart. Rabbi Shimon says, because they're all too close together, we can't identify which are in, which are out. We view them as if it's not a kerem bichlal. Whereas Chachamim says, kerem, it's a kerem, you can simply take the middle ones out, view the ones, you can sort of visually select a few that aren't, that, uh, that are too close together as if they're not there. And if you have remaining, then you have a kerem. So, and so therefore here too, we'd have the same machloket. If there are five that are too close together, and uh, if you removed two of them, you'd be left with three that are spaced properly, and those three produce a kikar, devela each of them, or altogether going to Rambam, then you can do that. You just view the ones that are too close together as if they're not there, and you can do the math. However, according to Rabbi Shimon, since they're all things that are too close together, we view them as if they're all ripped out and you don't have even, you don't have even one, and therefore you wouldn't be able to plow the whole region. So in other words, he, the Gemara ties this machloket of, to, to the machloket we saw in Mesechta Kilai. Now, then the Gemara goes, So, so this, or it could be Ella, that this, this is referring to the ratio, as I explained in the Mishnah, this section of the Gemara is connecting us all the way back to, I want to stop this for a moment. Um, it connects us all the way back to the first Mishnah in terms of the understanding to a separate So we say, uh, and it says, as it says, based on that, uh, that's how it's connecting it back to the first thing. This is learning to, to the concept of Shefet Shvi, so you can plow the whole region all the way up until only the, the only until Atzeret. Okay, okay. Um, let's continue. Now, it says as follows. Now, if you recall, we said in the Mishnah that Rabbi Shmuel didn't understand the, that that pasuk was referring to a separate sphere. He explained that it was referring to Ktsirata Omer, um, that you, you, you're allowed to do so. Now, I said in the Bible, it's referring to on Shabbos, and I explained according to the Yerushalmi here, it's going to be talking about Shviz. As it says, Rabbi Shmuel Kedati, Rabbi Shmuel is Lishitato. You see here how it has to be talking about 
um, Shemitah. Because he, Rabbi Shmuel is, is the Shita told that you cannot bring the Omer from outside Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, it has to be done within Eretz Yisrael. And in during Shemitah year, how are you going to do it? So therefore, he understands it overrides the Isur of Shemitah to the Ketzir in a normal fashion. So that's why he understands the Pasuk relates to Shemitah itself. Okay, I'll read you, Rabbi Chaim, Ve'enu ba'el Eretz Yisrael, ve'atakral ha-Shemitah she'dokhe ha-Ketzirat ha-Omer et Shvit. Aval Rabbi Akiva yachol iktsor v'lavi mechutzarat. Rabbi Akiva says you don't need a pasuk to say override shmita because you can just bring him from chutzarat where the prohibition of uh, shmita doesn't apply. So in other words, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, who learns that the ktsiat omer overrides overrides shmita, must understand that it has to come specifically from within Israel, come from come from chutzarat. Okay, next. Shosha ilanot shel shosha shosha anashim. What if you've got three trees? That are owned by three people in this Betzea. We say, from they can combine the Choshin Kol Betzea Bishvila, and you'll be able to plow the entire field. Now, <coughs> the whole Betzea for them. The Kamiu Benehem, what's the spacing between them that considered um, spaced enough and it's not too close? That is considered Rabban Shemim Begamia says, Kadesh Bakar of Erbekelav. That is enough for the Bakar, meaning this um, oxen can pull the plow between them. That would be the Shir, as we said, Dalad Amot. And, and less than that, we said it's Lameikar, it, it, it would be considered too close, and you'd have to be pulling out the trees anyway. Let's continue. What if the trees are owned by one person, the karka, and the land is owned by somebody else? We said they can combine, be able to plant the entire Beitzah for them. So I'm Rebbe Afanantanina, and you see that's exactly the case from our mission. It's proof from Mishnah. Why? The Ravash, the the yeah, the Rava, uh, the Slosha Ilan Tanin, the Girsa thing here going on, right? Okay, the Tani Rebchia, I've got another Girsa. The Tani Rebchia, Slosha Ilanot Shel Slosha Anashim, Hare Elumit Starfim Bechorshin Kobeit Seah. In other words, we've seen that what? We've seen that if in our mission, if three different peoples, trees owned by three different people can combine to allow someone, allow the plowing, I should say, of the entire Beit then so too we see if the trees in the land, clearly they two could be combined together. Now, the middle of the words Ad Rosh Hashanah here, the Gra takes this, uh, takes this out and Reb Chaim um, explains that that is because the whole permissibility, once you have of Shlosha Ilanot in the Beit allows you to plow it until Atzeret and not until Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, we take the words Ad Rosh Hashanah. Let's continue. This is the next halacha. This is a, the famous case of 10 small saplings, small trees. If they are scattered in, in, inside a bait sale, you're allowed to chorish and you can plant, you can plow, sorry, that cold bait sale, the entire bait sale, all the way until Rosh Hashanah. It's not until Atzeret now. This is all the way to Rosh Hashanah now. And that is because since they're so young, if you don't do so, the ears going to, the, the trees won't survive, right? If Sidu. <clears throat> now, if, however, they're in a straight line, or in a circular fashion, so they're not scattered amongst this Beit then you'll only be able to plant around the trees themselves. Okay? There is another explanation. Maybe it's actually an art shape, but Reb Chaim says it's circular. Okay, let's continue. Reb Zeira, Reb La, Reb Yasa, B'Shem, Reb Yochanan. Arava, when it comes to Arava, because if you recall, you see, you see this in, um, in, in Gemara quite a lot. These three things, what are they? We said it's the, it's the Arava, Arava, Nisuchamai. Okay, so Arava is, what's uh, Arava? That's, the, that's the, the, going around the Mizbeach during Sukkot with the, um, the um, Aravot. So we say Arava is Halacha Lomashim However, that's look Abba Shaul, because Abba Shaul says, Arava Devar Torah. 
the mitzvah of arava going around the mizbeach with aravot on Sukkot, that is uh, that is uh, minatora. Why? Because it says in the Torah arve nachal. Arve nachal is in plural. Shtaim chad is arava delulav. One is aravot we kapuna lulav, and the other one is arava lamikdash, meaning this other mitzvah. Now, Rav Ba, Reb Chia B'Shem Reb Yochanan says that when it comes to Esenitiyot, Arava Nisuchamayim, that's Allah Chal Moshe Messina, which you've seen in Babli, I think, a number of times. And it says, however, he says, that's the law of Rebbe Akiva. Why? The Rebbe Akiva Amar Nisuchamayim, Nisuchamayim is not Allah Chal Moshe Messina, Nisuchamayim is Minat Torah. Torah Torah, why? Because, as you recall, when it comes to the laning every day we have, or the mentioning of the Korbanot on Sukkot, there are three days where the wording is slightly different. The Shani, we say uniskehem, and Mishishi that we train to word unsacheha, and Shvi, we say kemishpatam. Right? So we have an extra mem on Shani, extra yud on Shishi, and extra mem on Shvi. That spells the word Mayim. That's the remez for Nisuchamai. Now Rabhiya Baraba Baikame Rabyochanan. Bahshav Lama Hen Khorshim Beskeno. So nowadays, how is it that they are Khoresh all the way to the Skenot? Meaning all the way to Rosh Hashanah. This is a similar question we had before for meaning the not netiyot. Meaning if the halacha of Moshe Messina is for the netiyot, for the young saplings, what that you can plow them all the way to Rosh Hashanah. How is it that the skenot we're doing so? This is a similar question we had yesterday. But this is now basing it on if it's halacha of Moshe Sina, you're in you're in trouble. So Amar lei b'shashin in halacha kach nitna sheim bikshu lachrosh yachroshu, which is an interesting answer because in the Bible we said that was only applied to applied, applied to the times of, of, of when the pesimikdish is kayam. That was halacha moshe messinai. The Rishami's answer is that part of the halacha moshe messinai was a clause, if you liked, and when it's necessary, they're able to plow the skin onto Rosh Hashanah, which is an interesting thing because it's a bit like the answer we gave within the takana bechamavet hillel. That if it were a later point, they needed to undo the takana, and, and then you plow all the way up until um, the Rosh Hashanah. Anyway, um, it's a similar answer there. Let's continue. Rav Ba Bar Zavdi B'Shem Rav Chunya, the Bikat Chavran says Arba V'Nisuchamayim Esinot Misod Neviim Misod Hanevim Arishonim Him. He says that what happens is the these three things: the Arba V'Nisuchamayim and Esinot. That's on Halacha Moshe, and it seems to be Misod Neviim. So Uma Palig, we say, is Uma Palig is he Choylek? So Rabbi Yossi Barbun B'Shem Levi says no. Kachayta halacha biadam. Really, v'shachachuha v'amdu ashnim v'siskimu al dat rishonim, which the concept was seen before. Meaning, it was halacha moshim sinai. It was forgotten, and the neviim rishonim uh, came and they learnt through the sugyos and they came out and they came to the conclusion of these three things. Of what were they? The nisuchamayim um, esenesiot and um, the arava. And it seemed to align with the original Achal Moshe Messina that they had forgotten. This is to teach you. Any time Beitin put their heart and soul into trying work, working something out, some halacha, they will come to the truth. They'll come to the emet as if it was Allah, as it was told, if you like, Moshe Messina. This is exactly what Ramana says. If you find something empty, meaning in Torah, that is because it's Mikem, because you have Lama because you haven't put enough effort into it. If you put enough effort into it, that's when you put a lot of effort into it. Okay? Fine. Let's continue. Rabbi Yochanan Amar says, Amar Barva, Bavlai. 
There were three things that came from, that came, was, if you like, imported from Babel, came with you when you came to Eretz Israel, and that have been adopted in Eretz Israel. What, what are they? It's Mepashtute da Ta'anita. Now, Pashtute Ta'anita, Reb Chaim explains that, the, that they used to noflimal pneihem, they would fall on their face for Tachon and during a Ta'anit, stretching their hands and feet out. That was in Minhag Babel, that was imported to Eretz Israel, that came with them, and that was adopted. Another Pashuta Tanita, actually, the Rashi really gives a completely different explanation. He says it's talking about that the having a Pashut Lefanachareha, meaning that Tkiot was just Shvarim, and then Minhag was put Pishtuta, it doesn't mean spreading our hands and feet, it means a Pashut, it means Tkiot on either side. Okay, what's the other one? Va'arvata diomeshvi'i. What's I mean, what is this Aravad Yom That is the Chibut Arava. This is the beating out of the Aravot on Hashanah Rabbah. That was a Minhag of Babel that brought Territory Israel and was adopted. What's Mekazta? Now, Reb Chaim here, I think it's based on the Gra. Mekazta is Lashon, is a Chituch or Dilug, meaning he understands Mashonagim le Daileg Bekriat Halel. On Rosh Chodesh, that which they we don't we, we, what we call a half halal, that was something they imported that was brought in from Babel. However, if uh, if hakaza, if you're familiar, is a, is a language of bloodletting, so that's why Rupenei Moshe explains it actually refers to the days, certain days of Noheg to do um, to hakaza, not, and that was another meaning that was brought in. Now, I was going to share one more thing here, um, and uh, let's continue. Let's have a look. First, it says, Tani, Nitiya me'ein asara, v'skena me'ein shlosha. What it seems to say, suggest here, the nitiya, small saplings, no matter what, you need 10 in the bait to plow it. Okay? Even if they seem to be producing a lot. And as keni, you always need, it's always three that produces the significant amount to, uh, for a beitza. Plow beitza until I'd it. Now, atachami, which is like tashma, come and see this. Natiya she nirit kiskena, a natiya saplings that are producing a lot, so they they look like a fully developed tree. Ata you treat it like a skena. So what does it mean that you always treat a sapling like like a sapling? You don't ever treat it like a skena. It seems to be soter chadet sheni. So Amar Avchuni explains mahu mein eser. What does it mean eser? She ain't natiya mein eser. That the natir is not like a natir me'in shalosh. So I'll explain what this means in a minute. Shalot tomar, not to say that shalosh nitiyot shehen osot ke'eser she'en anesiyot. In other words, that you won't say that shalosh nitiyot should be like eser nitiyot, that don't produce. The kavata, like we find shalosh keino she'en osot ke'eser she'en osot. What does this mean? Let's have a look here. Look at the chart, it makes it much clearer. You find it with skeinot, so what's the din? If it produces or say kikar dvela, then we say three khorshin adatzeret. Okay? If they don't produce a dvela, as long as you've got 10, you can khoresh until when? Also until atzeret. Okay? Now we know when it comes to the nitiot, if they're just nitiot, which they don't produce clearly, then they can khorshin until Rosh Hashanah. Now, had it said that if it produces three, it's like 10, you would think that what? You would think that when it's, if there are three nitiot that produce a significant amount, you could plow equivalent to 10 that can't, which is you think you could plow all the way to Rosh Hashanah. What the Gemara is saying, it's, it's, yes, it's like a kizkena, 
It's like as Kena, I mean, when it's three, that you that three is significant enough that you can plant a Beitseya, but it is to teach you that you cannot plow it all the way to Rosh Hashanah. You can only tr- plow it until Atzeret. Okay? You know, that's, that's why it, it, what appears like contradictory teaching is to give us a refined understanding. They're not contradictory. In other words, yes, it is like Zkenot to the extent that three is enough that you can plant a Beitzea, but it's not like Zkenot in that, with, like, in that I mean, it's, it's not like Nitiyot that you can plant all the way to uh, Rosh Hashanah. Because again, you might think that just like Zkenot, three that can produce is like 10 that can't produce, and the end date is exactly the same time at Seret, you might think the same thing by Nitiyot. The three that can't produce is, a, sorry, three that can't produce is like 10 that can't produce. And therefore the end point would be Rosh Hashanah, Kamash Melanet, no. The three that can produce, Nitiyot, small samples that can produce this significant amount. Yes, you can plow the whole Beitzah, but it is only until Atzeret, only until Shavuot. Okay? Lafum ken, that's why Tzarech Lameimra Natiyot Me'in Eser. Then the Nitiyot, we always treat it like Eser, Meaning that it's uh, again we limit it um, to the, to that extent, okay? We limit it in that that um, that it's you it would only be able to plow if it's three that are sort until atzeret. That's where Reb Chaim explains the sugya. There are other ways of doing it. Now let's just finish the gemara for today. Let's continue. Sadek kanim. Uh, if you've got a sadek kanim, need not kastetua. Now kanim is just reads. Now, what it seems to be, we've got a teaching that says that, that says that if you've got this field of reeds, it's like a field of tfua. Now, you might think, if that's the case, that what? I read Ruchaim. Um, it says, You might think this halach is taught for shviz. Therefore, I can plant these, these reeds are like nitiyot. And then you can, therefore, you can plow it all the way to Rosh Hashanah. Now, when I say niti, it, I, we have to change it here, the girisa. Because I read stek hanim nidon kestetua. Now, according to what I've explained, it doesn't make sense. Rather, it's stek hanim nidot kenetiot. It's like little saplings. So again, the Havamina is these cunnings will be like little saplings. And before you think, as long as there's 10 in there, I could plow the whole region just for these kanim. So Rabbi Val says, Beshem Rabbi Yosef, no, we're not talking about Shvius at all. That teaching is out of place. That teaching has got to do with Hilcha Shabbos. Now, what is that? That is, if you recall, if you have a Karpath, this is a, a large region. If it's more than Beitza time, it has to be what's called Mukaf Ledira. In order to carry in, that has to be surrounded for the purposes of dwelling in, in order to carry. If it's not Hukaf Ledira, because it's bigger than a Beitza time, you wouldn't be able to carry despite the fact there's a Mechitza around it. So, however, if in that region, it's Hukaf Ledira, there is a lot of, a, a lot of produce growing there, then we say it's Mevatel Veshem Dira, because you cannot, you don't, you don't sit or dwell in a place that's, that, that there's wheat and everything growing, it would ruin it. What this idea of a stekanim is nidot kenet, nidot, uh, nidot is teaching you that if there's reeds there, then it's like if there were trees planted in the Karpath. Because if there are trees planted in the Karpath, it wouldn't ruin the Karpath. Because why? People would sit in the shade of the, of the trees, and therefore it doesn't, doesn't remove the Shem Dira from the Karpath. What, the, what that teaching is telling us now is that the Tosefta is teaching that these kanim, they have a status of like trees and it wouldn't remove the Shem Dira from the Karpath, that's Hukaf Dira, and you'd be able to carry in that region. So there we had something a little bit left field here um, that relates to Hilcha Shabbos. 
um, because at least there was a Havamina, maybe it applies to Shvius, and the answer was absolutely it does not. Okay, that's a sure to do. Have a good day, everyone. Yeah.